are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. They're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. I think my voice cut out, uh, my voice to break in a little bit there. But for today's show, jam-packed show as always, I'm going to be playing yesterday's locker room that I recorded. Uh, if you guys don't follow me on the locker room app, please do so. It's just first name, last name, at Miller Thomas on the locker room app. Uh, in the first segment, breaking down Luke Weaver's start. Second segment, breaking down the offense. And then in the third segment, we, we are recapping, why well, not we, I am recapping Saturday's start for Riley Smith and the overall D-backs performance in that game. And guys, Luke Weaver looked great yesterday. Eduardo Espar is on fire. There's some real promise in this D-backs lineup right now. Unfortunately, Christian Walker is placed on the 10-day injured list Uh Today, actually, so I think they recalled Andrew Young to take a spot. But Zach Gallen's back on Tuesday. There's some hope in the future for this Diamondbacks team. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Rock Auto because today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, all right, all right. Let's jump right into yesterday's locker room. D-backs won the series today, and Jason, I know the D-backs next series is against your team, the Oakland A's, but before we get to that, I need to talk about this D-backs win today because D-backs win the series against one of the hottest teams in baseball, the Cincinnati Reds. If you go look at the Reds' team stats right now, they're phenomenal when it comes to offense. They're, they're at top of the leaderboards when it comes to team average, team OPS, run scored. The, the Cincinnati Reds' offense has been one of the best in baseball over the you know small sample size we've seen so far in the 2021 season but the D-backs today absolutely shut down the Cincinnati Reds offense and it was all thanks to Luke Weaver who had his best start since 2019 Luke Weaver today 7 innings pitch 1 hit 1 walk 8 strikeouts it was by far the best Luke Weaver we've seen in a very long time because guys remember in 2020 Luke Weaver did not have one start where he completed six innings, let alone went into the seventh inning. So for Luke Weaver today to pitch seven strong innings of one hit ball was was absolutely amazing. And he's a guy that everyone talks about Luke Weaver, the potential, the, 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 the potential he has, the stuff he has. And he hasn't really put it together over the course of a full season. He looked great for the D-backs in the 2019 season, but I think he had less than 15 starts that year because of uh, elbow. Uh, it was either elbow or some kind of arm injury that he had that season that kind of cut his year short. But now, 
2021, he, he's making a case for a, a bounce back year because he was awful in 2020. Uh, ERA north of six, giving up home runs, couldn't go deep into ball games. But today, uh, the, the first start he had against the Colorado Rockies, it was a little shaky. He gave up three home runs, but they were all solo home runs. But there was definitely some good stuff you could take away from that start. But then today, he came out here and almost pitched a no-hitter. Are, are you allowed to curse on here? He, he damn near pitched a no-hitter because he had a no-hitter going until the seventh when Eugenio Suarez broke it up with a single up the middle. So it was a great Luke Weaver start today. He had a perfect game going until the sixth today. So I wish I picked him up in fantasy because one guy who's in the, the locker room right now, JT, we're playing each other in our fantasy league. And I, I, was pick, I picked up the dude who went against the D-backs today. I picked up uh, Dale Leon today and fantasy because this D-backs offense has not been too good recently and they were good yesterday but I I couldn't believe after just one game the D-backs offense was going was going to string together back-to-back games of great offense but that's what they did today back-to-back games of great offense they uh, scored 15 runs the last two games, and it was very surprising to see them do that against one of the hottest teams, as I mentioned, in baseball when it comes to offense. And Luke Weaver today, uh, I'm just so proud of that guy, what he's been able to endure, because I give Luke Weaver a lot of crap on the podcast. I, you know, I, and rightly so in 2020, I was ripping Luke Weaver, and it, it did not work out. Uh, I was ripping Luke Weaver in 2020, and it, it wasn't working out for the guy on the mound. And Jason, uh, I see you picked up De Leon too. Hey, I thought it was a good move. The last time I picked up a, a starter to go against the D-backs was John Gray. He got me nearly 30 fantasy points, so I, I thought it was a pretty good move to pick up another pitcher against the D-backs. I was like, hey, whoever is on the waiver wire that's pitching against the D-backs, I'm just going to stream them. And today, it did not work out, and I'm glad it didn't work out. If it did, It's a win-win situation for me either way. Either I'm going to get major fantasy points or the D-backs are going to win, so I'm not really too upset either way, but Luke Weaver today, absolutely phenomenal, and he did it mostly with just two pitches. Luke Weaver, so far in the 2021 season, hasn't debuted his curveball just yet. And today, he went over a three-pitch arsenal, but really a two-pitch arsenal because the third pitch he threw was a cutter. And he only threw that once today. He only threw his cutter once today. So it was all fastball and changeup today. And it was absolutely working for Luke Weaver. Of his 94 pitches thrown, 70 were fastball and 23 were changeup. So it was just that fastball-changeup combination that Luke Weaver was doing. And... His velocity looked amazing today. He was averaging around 94 miles per hour, and he was topping out a few times at 97, 96. So Luke Weaver is one of the only dudes in this rotation that could really ratchet it up when you need someone to throw some heat because we know about Madison Bumgarner and Jason. You're going to see Bumgarner on the mound tomorrow, and I'm scared for that game. I was looking at the Oakland A's stats. I know their offense hasn't been too good, but if you want your offense to get right, uh, Bumgarner on the mound, that's the perfect time to do it because we know his fastball is only averaging around 90 miles per hour. If that, I would have to check the numbers. I know last year was even less than that, so uh, we'll see. And yeah, Zach Gallen, we're not too sure about him. He might be back on Tuesday, but if his first start back uh, coming off the injury, I don't think you have to be too worried about Zach Gallen because he'll probably, hey, I don't see him going past five innings in that game, uh, even if he does. Even if we see peak of the powers, Zach Gallen. I don't think he's pitching past five innings because I think the D-backs are going to be pretty cautious with him. But 
Luke Weaver today, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, didn't have a start, as I said, in 2020 where he went more than six games. The last time Luke Weaver had a start where he went seven innings, May 9th, 2019 in a 3-2 win over the Braves. Absolutely phenomenal. 63 of his 94 pitches today uh, went for strikes. And it was just an overall dominant performance by Luke Weaver. Of the 13 balls in play that exit velocity of 100 miles an hour or better, Luke Weaver was only responsible for three of them. And all of them resulted in out. So even when Luke Weaver gave up some hard hits or, or some hard contact, they didn't result in hits. So it, that's a phenomenal uh, thing that you can say about Luke Weaver from his start today, that even when he gave up that hard contact, you know it was still uh, resulting in ground balls or balls that were just line out to where the position uh, defensive position players already were. So an amazing start by Luke Weaver, a guy who I gave a lot of crap to uh, on my pod in the 2020 season. And I'm glad to see him finally putting it together because... If you're getting traded for a franchise cornerstone like a Paul Goldschmidt, you need to produce. And he did in 2019, wasn't able to do in 2020. So this was a big deal for Luke Weaver this season. It's a big, I don't want to say make or break season, but it's definitely a season where it really determines what kind of, you know, where we can stop throwing out the the word potential and really say, what what is Luke Weaver? Because this would have been the kind of season where we kind of figure out what kind of pitcher Luke Weaver is, and we don't have to keep saying potential because he's been in baseball for a few seasons now. It's not like this is his second or third season. I would have to look it up real quick, but this is like Luke Weaver's fifth or sixth season in Major League Baseball. So he's been around for a little bit. So we gotta stop saying the word potential and actually need him to produce. And so far, through two starts of the 2021 season, I've been very impressed. I, I was semi-impressed in that first star against the Rockies, but very, very impressed today. And if Luke Weaver keeps this up, then this rotation is not going to be looking too bad for the Arizona Dimebacks. But first, I want to tell you about rockauto.com before we talk about the offense from yesterday's game against the Reds because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts a car will ever need in a traditional chain store front. And wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-yourselfers. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about his box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Braskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get back into and discuss the D-backs offense. I want to talk about the offense today, too, because of those uh, 13 balls in play that had an exit velocity of 100 miles per hour or, or, or better that I was talking about, none of them 
were committed by D-backs batters. They were responsible for nine of those 1,300 mile per hour exit velocity balls, and only one of them resulted in an out. So when D-backs hitters today had an exit velo of 100 miles per hour or better, they were more than likely to get a base hit, and they had 13 hits in total today, and they went four for 11 with runners in scoring position. That's been their biggest issue so far in the short season. They've been awful with runners in scoring position, but going four for 11 in a baseball game, uh, you're gonna you're gonna be a, a Hall of Famer someday if you go four for 11 in your major league career over the course of a full season. So that's pretty good by the D-backs to go four for 11 today. And Eduardo Escobar, man. What? Uh, all of a sudden, this man has come out of nowhere. He started the season pretty pretty bad. He had, a, at one point, I think, a batting average of .8 on the season, .80, below 100, mile, uh, below a, a 100 batting average. Uh, he started the season terribly uh, in his first few games. But the last four games, Eduardo Espar has been on absolute fire. His fourth straight game today with a home run. His fourth straight game today with a home run. He had a double and a home run today, and both of them had an exit velo around 104 miles per hour. So he's been absolutely crushing pitches the last week. And uh, this guy, Eduardo Espar, can be an absolute game changer for the Arizona Dimebacks. This is a guy who was a silver slugger candidate in 2019, and, and he has the real makeup to be an X factor for this team. And I'm not just saying that. This is a guy who in 2019 was a 35 home run guy, who was a 118 ribby kind of guy. And he was the, the power production in the middle of the lineup. Him and Aketel Marte was a nasty one-two combination. They were the reason why the team was so competitive, even though they didn't make the playoffs. Eduardo Escobar was a huge, huge reason why this team was so competitive. And right now, that Fogo power, it looks like it's back because we all know the struggles Eduardo Escobar, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm losing my voice here a little bit. We all know the struggles Eduardo Escobar had in 2020. I know I know now why everyone says they need uh, Hello Water when they do these locker room apps because uh, these locker room rooms, because you're just going like 30 straight minutes of straight talking. But Eduardo Escobar in 2019, he led baseball in triples with 10, 35 bombs, 118 ribbies in 2019. But in 2020, uh, his power absolutely fell off a map because he had a career high in slugging in 2019 with 511. But in 2020, it dipped all the way to 335. Uh, his uh, OBP 270 only had four home runs last season. Well, guess what? In the last four games, as I said, he has four home runs. So he's already matched his home run total from the 2020 season. Just think about that. The same can be said for Ketel Marte, who is on the injured list right now. So you're a little lucky, Jason, because you won't see Ketel Marte in this series against the Oakland A's. But Ketel Marte was an absolute stud before he got hurt, too. But he's another one who's already matched his home run total uh, from the 2020 season. So if these D-backs players are starting to have bounce back years, that's what the D-backs need for them to be competitive in this uh, 2021 season because that, that was the biggest question mark. If you listen to my pod, uh, Jason, I'm sure you're not a heavy listener to my pod, but I'm I'm going to use this locker room app on my uh, podcast tomorrow. So for you guys who listen to this pod, uh, you guys know that I, I, I beat the drum that for the D-backs to be successful in the 2021 season, it depended on which version of the D-backs we were 
we're going to get. Were we going to get the 2019 version where guys like Ketel Marte was a, a top five MVP candidate? Uh, Eduardo Espar was a silver slugger candidate. Uh, you had other dudes having career years like Christian Walker who could net you 30 home runs. A Carson Kelly could get you 18 home runs as a catcher. Or were we going to get the 2020 version where Escobar and Kittel Marte had no power? Uh, Luke Weaver and Carson Kelly seemed to have no confidence in that trade for Paul Goldschmidt looked awful. But right now, uh, it looks like we're we're almost, we're, we're starting to get that 2019 version from these guys. I think it's still too early to say, but we're getting pretty close. Eduardo Espar, he's starting to heat up and he's starting to make a difference. Quetel Mar uh, Marte, I mean, I think that dude is back, honestly. I know he's on the injured list right now. Pulled up a little lame. Uh, hurt his hamstring when you're trying to beat out a grounder to first, but and the small sample size I've seen from Ketel Marte this year, that dude is back. I'm not worried about him. I, I think he's truly, truly going to be an MVP candidate by the end of the season. But Luke Weaver, he's starting to look like he's having a bounce back too. Carson Kelly, surprisingly. I think Carson Kelly might be the most underrated player on this D-backs team right now because all he's doing is straight up raking. And it's not in terms of power, but he's just picking up base hits left and right. Carson Kelly on the season. Uh, has a 444 average, 522 OBP, and a 560, 556 slugging. The dude has been phenomenal so far to start the year. And I don't think many people realize, uh, if you're just looking at traditional stats, Carson Kelly might be the second best uh, position player in the D-backs lineup right now, just in terms of pure hitting and contact. So I've been very impressed with Carson Kelly uh, to start the season. And, and if he's back too, this D-backs lineup can be pretty scary. Uh, but going through the rest of the lineup today and how they performed against the Cincinnati Reds, Josh Van Meter acquired at the deadline last year in the Archie Bradley trade from the Cincinnati Reds. He had a nice revenge game against his former team. He went two for two, had a double, he had an RBI, he had a run scored. He had three walks in this game. Josh Van Meter looked really solid out there, and he's still a guy that's pretty young, honestly. Josh Van Meter is not old by any sense of the word. Let me see if I could pull up his age real quick. Josh Van Meter is 26 years old. He's only been in the big league since 2019, and he, he hasn't had a good start to the year, but today against his former team, he absolutely went off. And let's talk about the cleanup hitter today, David Peralta, freight train, because he did his job today. He went two for four, a double. Uh, he had his first home run of the season, which was an absolute bomb. Go watch the highlight if you haven't seen the David Peralta home run because as soon as it left his bat, he knew it was out of here. Uh, three RBIs, two runs scored. David Peralta is another guy who actually had a pretty decent 2019 season uh, compared to uh, if you're comparing him to everyone else on the D-backs roster from 2020. Or did I say 2019 season? He actually had a pretty decent 2020 season if you're comparing him to everyone else on the D-backs roster last year because he had a 300 average, got on base about 34% of the time. But like everyone else on this D-backs team, he, he didn't have much power. Only had a slugging of 433. Only had 10 doubles in 54 games. Only five home runs, one triple. This is the guy who has way more power than that. He only had 12 home runs in 2019. Uh, but that was only because he played 99 games because of injury. And he had 30 home runs back in 2018. So we know this is a guy with some power. He's had an OPS above 800 in both 2018 and 2019. So 
David Peralta, we know he's got the power. And this is a guy who the D-backs trust in the middle of the lineup. He's playing, uh, he, he bats cleanup a lot of the times because of how much the D-backs trust him. And I actually kind of want to look up uh, his splits to see where he usually falls in the lineup because uh, this is a guy who's always in the middle of the lineup for the D-backs. I don't think I have enough time to look that up right now. So great job by the freight train today. And one other guy who I want to mention is Paven Smith because he drove home a run today. He drove home the first run of the game with a single and I think Paven Smith is a pretty solid baseball player friend of the pod Paven Smith he gets crapped on a lot because he is not he was a guy who's drafted in the first round as a first baseman but right now with Christian Walker over at first they're kind of using him more as an outfielder than a first baseman but the biggest knock that people have against Paven Smith is he really doesn't have much power. He's not really a power guy at all, but I think that's okay for Paven Smith because I think he's a pretty solid hitter at the plate. I think he's a pretty good contact hitter, and that's what he showed today at the plate, driving home the first run of the game. So I've been pretty happy with Paven Smith, and overall, the lineup was really good today. Uh, looking at the lineup, the only guy who started today that didn't get a hit, uh, looking at it, no one actually. Uh, everyone in the lineup today who started, because Wyatt Matthewson came in at the end, he didn't get hit, uh, he didn't get a hit, but we're not counting that. For everyone who started today's game, everyone in the D-backs lineup got at least one hit, and even that includes Luke Weaver. He went one for three today. He even had a single, an opposite field single to right field. So great job by him. Not only was he pitching a dominant game, but also doing it at the plate. So great overall job by the D-backs today to get their first series win of the year and move to four and six on the season. But before we talk about Riley Smith's start and Saturday's offense, I want to first talk to you guys about Bet Online because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online is you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Be a waiver wire winner with the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data, nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Follow Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, 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 let's wrap up the pod by talking about Saturday's game. I also want to talk about Saturday's game a little bit because only 19 minutes in and I want to talk a little bit more about this D-backs team from over the weekend because yesterday we saw Riley Smith's first start uh, of his major league career. This was a guy who was a, a bullpen guy last year who came in late to the season and he pitched really good, really effectively last year. And then he had one relief appearance this year where he went like five innings against the Padres and looked pretty solid in that as well. So the D-backs decided to give him a chance and it worked out because D-backs took the other Smith out the rotation, Caleb Smith, who is an atrocity on the mound, honestly. I, I hate, I don't want to rip guys, but Listen, these guys make millions of dollars, so I'm going to rip them because Caleb Smith 
has not been good for the D-backs. He was good last year in this very, very, very small sample size because he was working his way back from COVID. So the D-backs had him on a tight restriction last year. But so far, the 2021 season, he's been absolutely awful. Was awful in spring training, and that's only carried over to the regular season. And the D-backs only needed to see one start from him before they decided to cut him from the rotation and move him to the back of the bullpen. And so far, that hasn't really worked out too well either. Anytime I just see him on the mound, the dude is just so erratic. Uh, so erratic. And he's just not a good pitcher, honestly. He's always missing. Uh, he's a lefty, and he's always missing... Uh, far on the outside the far uh the, the left side of the plate is really weak for caleb smith he's always missing outside a lot especially to right-handed batters if he tries to go outside it's usually like three feet off the plate it's like if 50 cent was your starting pitcher that's what it looks like when caleb smith is on the mound most of the time just going wide left most of the time when he's pitching on the mound and yeah so far in his relief appearances i want to see if i could find it try and pull up his game log right now because i haven't been too impressed with him as a reliever uh either and the only reason why it makes sense to use him as a reliever because before we put caleb smith back there as a relief pitcher, Alex Young was the only reliever, the only lefty reliever the D-backs had. So now Caleb Smith is the second lefty reliever. And, and I guess the, the numbers aren't too bad if you look at them uh, traditionally. He's been uh, in the, the bullpen for four innings, only allowed one earned run so far. But just watching the games when he's coming out the bullpen, I have not been impressed at all. And I, and I honestly just can't stand Caleb Smith on the mound. But I don't want to talk about Caleb Smith anymore. I want to talk about Riley Smith because made his major league debut as a starter on Saturday. Uh, and he was really effective. Uh, he only gave up eight hits, two earned runs. I believe he went five and two-thirds innings. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. I believe he went five and two-thirds innings. Uh, eight hits, as I said. Uh, only two strikeouts. He's not really a strikeout guy. Whoa, did I accidentally... Uh, close my notes. We don't want to do that. We need the notes uh, uh, pulled up on here on the locker room app. But Caleb uh, Riley Smith was really effective uh, yesterday, and he he really saved the bullpen because a lot of these D back starters uh, don't go deep into the game. But Riley Smith was able to do that yesterday pitching uh going into the sixth inning only allowed a one walk and he didn't even throw that many pitches riley smith on the day yesterday only threw 82 pitches yesterday but 59 of them went for strikes uh and he's really a ground ball kind of pitcher he he doesn't even throw a fastball according to Statcast. he does not have a fastball he's a mainly sinker kind of guy that he throws very hard he's a sinker that averages around 93 miles per hour and that's what it averaged on saturday and in that game, there was also 13 balls in play that exit view low of 100 miles per hour or more. Riley Smith was only responsible for four of them, and only two of them resulted in base hits. So he was another guy who had a pretty clean outing as well. He did get into a little trouble because he did give up eight hits. So there were some dudes on the base pass, but able to work out of the jams and never get crushed uh, on the mound. So really Really proud of Riley Smith, another dude who's a friend of the pod. The two Smiths, both friends of the pod that we always got throw in there. And he threw his sinker 40 times in yesterday's game for an average exit velocity of 86 miles per hour. And he threw his changeup 20, 28 times for an exit velo of 74.4 miles per hour. So the two pitches he used the most, 
hitters had a real hard time making hard contact against it, which is what you want to see from a ground ball pitcher. Because if you're not going to throw a fastball, if you're going to be a mostly sinker, changeup kind of guy, that's what you got to do. You got to limit that hard contact and really allow uh, a lot of ground balls. And that's what he was able to do yesterday. And he was not getting hit hard against his changeup, which was probably his most effective pitch yesterday because his changeup, if you care about expected batting average, his changeup only had a, an expected batting average of 201 yesterday. So his changeup, sinker, really deadly combination. And then we got to give a little shine to Tim LaCastro in yesterday's game because Tim LaCastro went four for five, two runs scored, and he set the MLB record by not getting caught stealing in his first 28 major league attempts. So his cleats are going to Cooperstown, 28 for 28 on his first 28 attempts. That's a major league record. And Azubel Cabrera and Eduardo Escobar both had solo shots in yesterday's game. So Great job by the D-backs yesterday, 10 hits as a team, and both Christian Walker and Steven Vogt picked up RBIs in yesterday's game. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. As always, follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, at Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And I believe I'm doing a crossover tomorrow with Jason Burke where we're going to recap the Oakland A's series. Madison Bumgarner on the mound tonight at the time. Uh, you know, that I'm recording this at 6.33, so right before Madison Bumgarner starts. So hopefully I'm crossing my fingers he has a good start today. Uh, I'm not too confident that he will be, but I'm praying he does because if we get good Madison Bumgarner, then this rotation is, gonna, is going to start rounding out to form and start being, you know, a pretty solid rotation in the NL mix. And maybe the D-backs can make some noise. Don't want to be too optimistic, just, cautious, just cautiously optimistic. So... Come back tomorrow. More Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces!